You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 156th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim Hayes in Orlando, Florida. Uh, this is Matt Allen in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, guys, they... we need to pick we need to pick up the pep in our step a little bit because we got a lot to talk Why? about and we have a lot of comeuppance to discuss. In probably the most difficult week in the history of the Slow Ride podcast. See, I, I don't view it as comeuppance. I view it as we have given motivational speeches and they've listened. Now, little guy, I can see uh, you here on the Skype. It looks like you've been working out a little bit, um, doing some curls. Well, TJ is going to have to watch out for you because TJ yeah. Van Garderen wins a stage at the Giro. Cannondale wins a stage at the Giro. And Dumoulin comes from behind to win the Giro. Amazing. All three of us pretty sure got something wrong in last week's podcast. I think we got a lot right. Nibali came good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he didn't win happened. it. He didn't win it, but he got on the podium and he won a stage. So, of course, we're talking about Tom Dumoulin's come from behind victory in the final it's, stage of the Giro. It's Nairo not really Quintana a come getting from second. Nibali getting third. I think. We're skipping ahead pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Let's move back to the start of the week. Last episode, we recorded on the on the second rest day or the last rest day of the of the Giro, and uh, a lot of things happened. A lot of things happened on that next day. Yeah. Yeah. The Giro finished today with a time trial, which we could talk about is probably the worst way to end a Grand Tour that has ever been created in anyone's mind. But I. I will disagree with you. As crazy as that is, but we, but let's let's go in order. Let's back. we're gonna let's circle, circle back. back. Let's start statement. at the beginning of the week and yeah. talk about all these great mountain stages that we had. So. Uh, because yeah, the first day back in the Giro, uh, Dumoulin looked like he had this in the bag. Several minutes on all of the competition, and uh, he kind of shit the bed. Yeah, that wasn't so- what, but yeah, yeah. Well done. We, we've been saving that one for about a week. So of course, I know it's been hard to not. Can I mean, we, do you think that this finally puts to rest this dumb like explanation of unwritten unwritten rules of like, oh, the leaders have to go to the bathroom, so now we must all stop and wait and watch while there is a decisive break up the road. Or if you actually look at who the racers were, like Nairo and those guys, they seem to be soft pedaling to me for a couple of kilometers yeah. there to see if maybe he comes back. And the amount of writing that was thrown under the bus of like people trying to make drama out of this, yeah. When even Dumoulin's like, I just had to go to the bathroom. I don't blame them. Yeah. Well, that's part of the race. Like, if he, it, I agree. If he had cracked, if he had just run out of food, nobody would have waited. It's not like he could have yelled, "Guys, I'm hungry," yeah. and they would have brought him a sandwich. So yeah. In and I mean, out, it, we, it's, it can't be kind of, the same. Ironically, we talked about this a few weeks ago on this very show about, you know, 
do those unwritten rules even make any sense? Like why, you know, are they a holdover from an era that cycling, you know, has cycling moved on from that? Like, are we in a different, like, are things too high stakes? Do mechanical issues that would have happened in the fifties, are they the same now where you've got a follow car and you've got all this stuff like, you know, like those rules kind of predate a lot of that stuff. Like there wasn't Maverick neutral support there to get you going within 45 seconds of when you got a flat, you know? I I wonder when all this sort of happened because in the really, really early tour, you know, everyone at tours and stuff, people had to carry their own tires. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. see the photos of the tires wrapped over the shoulders. There's that famous photo of, I forget who had to go to a blacksmith shop at the tour and like <laughs> yeah. pound his fork back together and like reset the thing together. Um so obviously nobody was waiting then, you know, like, yeah. oh, hold on. We're just going to wait for this dude to rebraze his to, fork blade. To forge a new fork. Yeah. yeah. So some point, yeah, in in the middle of the century, somewhere in there, everybody got soft and waited for everybody. And, and I applaud the fact that, you know, you're not waiting for every little thing because it yeah. – I though they'll probably do that at the tour this year because the tour is usually the worst of grand tours in every respect. So that's what <laughs> will happen all during the tour. It's, it's true. I think it's just that the um, the desire of the cycling media to manufacture drama. Oh yeah, and in my opinion, focused on riders that you know look like another, right? Like oh, Nairo, he must be the evil Spanish-speaking man from Colombia, and he's yeah. not like. I don't know. There, there's just something about it, and the way that they were trying to just oh, Zacharin, the even the evil Russian mafia. He's well, attacking. that's and true. It's like, I mean, he is evil. Like oh man, it just really bothered me about this. And it's like there was decisive riders up the road. What like, this wasn't like okay something that was happening. What does it say about mainstream cycling media when the Slow Ride podcast is like? Ugh, manufacturing drama. Ugh, I know. God, can you believe it? Ugh. That is impressive. It, they have gone but, to a new level. But their job is to actually up. report on the facts. That's what eh. like really bothers me on this whole thing. Like we're we're just the peanut gallery, like the super peanut gallery. People shouldn't be listening to this show anyway, right? We we agree on that. But yeah. for some oh, reason, yeah. people do. But then to sit there and just to like armchair ds this thing from your illegal pirate feed that you're watching and it's like the dude had to take a dump they kind of sat on the side of the road going hmm what are we supposed to do here and then they looked at their watches and they're like oh it's the final climb like we have to go yeah so even if you're a fan of the unwritten rules and you think it's sportsmanlike uh to you know to soft pedal or to even wait uh, for the leader of the race, you know, if he has to, if he has a mechanical, he has to, you know, does a bear shit in the woods, we'll find out. You know, like, even if you're a fan of that, the last 30K of the race, I think all yeah. those bets are out the window, right? Like, that they sort of thing happens earlier in the race, especially well, nature breaks. Let, let me say a couple of things. I have the utmost respect for Tom Dumoulin. I'm stoked that he won. I He actually... Yeah, like his the way that he acted, his interviews, everything about him. I've become a fan. I wish that I knew even a little bit more about him. Like he he's won me over, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like at some point, like he waited for Nairo when Nairo crashed. Then the Movistar car parked in front of like everybody on that turn after Nairo crashed, and he was like, "Oh, let's slow it down." Like the real patron of the peloton or whatever. And I don't know. I just 
But this wasn't the time for that. Like the dude had to take a dump. Like, mm, sorry, that's on you. Yeah. In, yeah. That, in that situation. And he obviously didn't care. He was like, no, oh, he was, whatever. Yeah, fine, and guess man. what? He won the Jiro by 30 seconds because he knew he yeah. had it in the bag. More power to him. Yeah. Can we... he, yeah. I mean, that should have shut down every article yeah. that got written in the in the hours after that stage was the fact that he tweeted out, hey, it's no big deal, basically. You know? like Yeah. So can, can we wait? Can we talk about the best thing on that stage? And I know this is what gets all the write up, but Nibali and Landa going down that descent. Nibali bombs the descent, catches Landa, and then did you guys see this? They're coming up to a turn. There's a little water on the road. Yeah, Landa just rolls through it. Nibali bunny hops the water to keep the tires dry. Nobody yeah. else did that. Like they showed the rest of the GC group. Everybody rolled through it. They're all losing time on Nabali. That blew my mind. Like no. I became, <laughs> I mean, I, I was like my love of Nabali, especially in the last week of a grand tour. I hate the team he's on, but I love the way the guy rides. I just was like, oh my God, he is the coolest rider. He's such a badass descender. That was a really, there's some good gifts of that out on the Twitter sphere. Oh. Little guy went. I didn't even think about he was doing that to keep his tires from not getting wet. I thought he was doing it just to show that he could shred the gnar. You, just, just I think. See, so, I think if he was doing that, he would have done like a tabletop or so something. So Nabali <laughs> takes that stage, and then the next day, pure. This Rolan is the weirdest thing. Yeah, sits there and like like he was listening to the podcast, or Vodders was listening to the podcast and was like, <laughs> probably Vodders. Hey, pure. Yeah. We need you to go off the front to tell little guy what's what about Team Cannondale and how we are going to now win. Two races in the same season on the world tour, <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Man, I'm how awesome. Hats was that? off to him. That was great. Uh, I'm amazed. It was oh, pretty. It was, uh, it was pretty I, great. I gotta admit, I came back. Um, I, I think I was on a run, and I came back, and the I log into the um, the YouTube feed. Hot tip: just go to YouTube and go to the live channel and just look for live sports. There's Multiple people live streaming on YouTube, the Jiro. It was great. It was free. And I didn't have to download anything. It was on YouTube. Um, yeah. But I came home, and then it was like the podium, and it was like pure rolling. And then I'm like looking at it to see if it was like tour of Belgium or like, ooh, is, <laughs> is a tour of Turkey going on right now? Is it the president or the, the, the dictator tour of Turkey? Yeah. Um, they pushed that back. I'm like, I'm like looking at it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, pure rolling. I guess he was in the Jiro. That was cool. Yeah. That was great. And we only I got mean, like four or five tweets when that happened. Like that, yeah, not I'm much. excited for him. I mean, that was like the, it was the uh, the uh, first course. It was the hors d'oeuvres of what the the mm-hmm. of what was going to be served to us this week. That's true. Yeah, I'm telling you, because, I think I motivated him because the next day, Oof. not only did Cannondale is just the tip of the iceberg. The next day, America's stage hunting hope, <laughs> the the hope of hopes, T.J. Yeah. Van Garderen. Takes yep. the biggest win of his young and limitless career. Wow. By winning right. stage 18 up St. Ulrich. And guys, it's St. So, or Ulrich, but we'll call so it Ulrich. Do you think, uh, you think BMC awesome. also listened to the podcast and were like, shit, you know, right? Yeah, if he's not a tour guy, grand tour guy, maybe, maybe we can win some stages. And then they changed his whole program and bang there he goes so i know i mean it last makes week, sense i know last week convinced like conveniently my audio went out when i was totally driving the bus over yeah uh, tj <laughs> but i just want to come clean on this 
I don't think he's probably the nicest guy in the world because he seems like a professional athlete that's really into like doing really, really well. And I understand that. His interviews have always left me a little wanting. I also don't think that he's a grand tour rider. He's also admitted as much, which is fantastic. He's a one-week stage racer and a stage hunter. And it's great to see him be successful in that. He can have a great career doing that. Fantastic. Props to you, TJ. And now let's clean up the interviews a little bit and get a little (laughs) bit excited when a grand tour goes over some cobble roads. Like something that's good for um, TV. I think I think we're gonna get a lot more with this realization that TJ had that he maybe isn't a Grand Tour guy that he got pushed into that role, uh, and that he could be a great one week guy or a stage hunting guy. Like, um, I think we're gonna start to see his confidence go up, like in like like he actually believes in himself, not like he believes that this is what he has to say. You know, like to be a Grand Tour guy. How awesome would it be though and to have? Will get better. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I hope the interviews get better. That's that's what I really care about. But second, how awesome will it be that he like can go into any race now, like a Grand Tour, and knows that he can win those stages? It's mm-hmm. it's great. I'm like super stoked on that. Um, maybe he'll get the courage to come back onto Twitter. That would maybe make things a little bit better. I was a little <laughs> disappointed. Can maybe, I tell you uh... what really got me about TJ? Oh, please. Oh, gotcha is the way that he complained about the pushing in the team time trial of the mm. Torino Adriatico. Yeah. That's what yeah, the way that he that complained. And I saw TJ Van Garderen take a push during the, the Giro this year, right? I mean, granted, it was after a wheel change, but it was a... Well... I think I'm going to give him that one. I don't yeah, think that's a thing. But the point, <laughs> though, is like, why I know you, what like, you, you mean. don't get into those little things? Like, it just doesn't matter. No, I agree. It always feels like he feels... He always felt petty. Yeah, and now he won, and he's a. I'm stoked for him. Congratulations, yeah. TJ. Yeah, I will. I'll My eat that off pity pie. Our, our invite is still on the table. Anytime he wants to arm wrestle a little guy, it's on. We're ready yeah. to go. He um, should. He should this year because I've been carrying around a 16 pound baby all the time, so I'm basically training constantly now. Whereas I used to have <laughs> little little dinosaur arms like TJ. <laughs> All right, we'll keep that in mind. Um, then it keeps getting happened, better. Guys? Then Lando yeah. won, I think. Lando won the next day. Yeah, I think that's right. And all along, we're not even discussing the fact that we had uh, we had a great battle for the GC all week. Oh yeah, we it had was tight. Yeah, oh. it was tight. We uh, probably my favorite thing was that well, I forget which day it was when Nibali and Quintana wouldn't work with Dumoulin they were like whatever you know you got to do the work you got to pull and yeah. that let Posavio and Zacharin do a lot of attacking this week together and those guys climbed way up and made it just a little bit more interesting like I did not believe either of them could pull a time trial out to win today no but they got within spitting distance which I think made it better rather than just a three-horse race. We had basically a five-horse race the last couple of days because those guys were getting dangerously close. Time out. Time out. Dangerously close. <laughs> Pino won a stage. Let's not yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I know I mean, Pino wins, like, but I want to talk about Posa Vio. I know, oh, I know. But, Pino but wins. Pino but Lando wins and then Pino wins. That's after, that's after Lando wins and they get uh, in the fight. True. Oh, I'm just... Yeah, yeah. Like Pino wins the stage. Yes, that's yes. great too. This Giro, well, I guess what the point we're driving at is this Giro pretty much had it all. It lived up 
to our expectations as the best Grand Tour of the three. See, I don't know if I agree. And and it had bottle throwing. It did. It had bottle throwing. It It was great. Rory Sutherland got a bottle thrown at him. And then the guy goes on Twitter to, like, apologize. And Uli from uh, GFNY was like, whatever happened to the days where you didn't need to apologize, like, five times for something? Just say, yeah, I did it. Then you move on. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say this about the Giro. The final week, fantastic. Made up for the entire... Those first two weeks, I don't, like, didn't really do it for me. Like I think the second week was pretty good. Okay. But it was still a little... It seemed a little too tour-esque, like, formulaic for me. Like, it's still the best Grand Tour. But here's the thing. You guys have both said this, that three weeks is a long time. I I I I still want them to be three week grand tours, but I sort of agree that you can't have three weeks of constant GC excitement. That's too much. Our brains yeah. will explode. Uh, you won't be able to sustain just the attention. I kind of like this slow build first week where the GC yeah. guys just have to be there. They have to not fall down and hurt themselves, a la you know Thomas and Landa and stuff, mm-hmm. and Yates. You know, you just gotta stay out of trouble. I mean. This third week more than makes up for any boring sprint stage action in the first week when, uh, what's his name, won every stage, I think. Yeah, now, yeah that's what happened. Um, going into today, were you guys nervous that Pinot might win? No. I wasn't nervous that anyone would win. I was, I was actually excited, and this is where we get back to it, Spencer. I agree, time trials are boring. They're terrible. But a flat sprint stage would have been such a letdown today this was yeah. exciting like this yeah. you had you basically we all kind of knew Dumoulin was gonna win right like yeah, we so were that... almost sure but it could have come down like uh with like 2009 was that when Mankov crashed in the rain on the cobbles yeah to overtake DeLuca or whatever you know like that was some serious drama where you're like yeah Mankov is gonna crush DeLuca even though DeLuca's on some next level shit I mean we're uh-huh. talking <laughs> Pharmaceutical, so, veterinary pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah. man, he is on stuff that even horses wouldn't take. Yeah. And <laughs> Mank, and I mean, Mankoff was probably on some of that stuff too. But I think so. But we knew it. We thought for sure he's going to win. He's going to crush this. And then he fell down in the rain, and it was like our hearts stopped. But so barring that, Dumoulin was going to win. But it was still exciting. You had four guys fighting for a podium spot and you had two total weird outsiders which you never know Posavio might have had a motor in his bike something could have happened yeah i don't know i'm i'm not a, a tt generally doesn't excite me that much and a tt on the final day is just yeah. really i don't know like dumoulin wasn't in the pink so he wasn't even riding last and it's like if you know who won before the stage is even over that's kind of weird like yeah, but we didn't really know. I don't. You, you, he had enough. I think it was good because he had just enough time that it was like maybe Nabali could have pulled it out. You know, I didn't think Quintana would be able to, but I thought maybe Nabali yeah. would be able to do it. That was, Quintana it was, was pretty. Hope. Quintana yeah. looked pretty resplendent yeah. in all that pink, though. Um, <laughs> it looks good. Like he did justice to the pink. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely. Um, how about last place rider, uh, Spencer, uh, we, we both saw this on Twitter, last place rider from uh, representing Willier Trustina, uh, yep. Giuseppe Fonzi, yep. who uh, decided to show up to the start of the time trial today wearing a leather jacket, just like uh, the Fonz. It was pretty amazing. 
That was pretty amazing. All he needed was a jukebox next to him to just sort of hip check uh, and, you know, start the time <laughs> clock going, and then he could start his TT. That would have been hey. amazing. And then they were playing Happy Days when he rolled down the uh, ramp today. So he was uh, <laughs> he was living it up. Um, so you're uh, – what do they call it there? The, the Maglia Negra is like the – because I guess historically they've, they've given – they used to give out a black jersey for whoever was in last place for a few years. Ah, and really? then – so that's the name in Italy. So he uh, – he he owned up to it, 161st place, uh, finishing five hours and 48 minutes down on uh, the winner. 16th place overall, because that always matters to us, is Patrick Conrad of Team Bora Harsgrove. Of, 35 uh, minutes Bora. down. 35 minutes it. down. Um, any big surprises in the uh, top 10 for you guys? I mean, Formolo getting a top 10 uh, obviously is a good result. Um, Zacharin, maybe? I'm not nope. surprised by Zacharin. I'm kind of nope. surprised by Malema. I thought he'd go better, and I thought, well, I think Yates did a good job of climbing back from his crash. You know, yeah, I, I wouldn't say there were any real big surprises. Um, for Molo, I I'm glad he was there. I kind of, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised, I guess, if he wasn't there. Um, Pino, I kind of thought he could even do a little better. Vivo, I guess, might be my biggest surprise. Like he didn't show. Yeah. He didn't show me anything that made me expect him to be inside the top 10. But seeing his name there, like, you're used to it, so it doesn't look weird. But he, it's actually he, kind of a surprise. He put in some good – he was good in the mountains, man. He, sometimes he oh, even no, followed absolutely. Quintana. No, I mean, he had a, he had he a good, good race, for sure. Oh. I'm just now, a little leading into a, the Giro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say in 12th place – uh, John Hurt from the CCC team surprised me. Um, <laughs> Can I for a couple two, couple reasons? One, because I'd never, I'd only barely ever heard his name before, and he, he was he had a really good third week. But two, because uh, yesterday in the last stage uh, in the mountains, he took a huge pull for Nibali, and it surprised me. I didn't think he would take a he would. I didn't think he'd take that under under the table money like that so easily. <laughs> but they're a small county team. He, needs he to make is it. Yeah. triple C, though. I mean, so he was having such a good third week, and he was always hanging around. And then when I saw him at the front of the group trying to power back some moves, I was like, oh, man. He just looked over at Nibali and was like, so pay raise next year, and I'm on your team? And they was like... <laughs> Wink done <laughs> to the front, my friend. What about, that dude um, that dude is world tour next year, guaranteed. What about today, right. today's time trial fifth place finisher uh uh Joey Raskoff of uh BMC, the American? Do you guys know anything about him? All I know is that he got a top ten in the sixth classic of the um or the sixth monument of cycling, the Japanese uh, cup last year. Uh, races for BMC it was a pretty good result. He finished in 70th place overall, but is he the new GC leader of uh, BMC now that uh, Tyler must be, is the yeah. stage hunter? I guess so. According to his uh, pro cycling stats page, <laughs> he's, he's, his power bar for GC is all the way to the top almost, and it's, his, his TT is less powerful. So, he's, so his power-ups are all GC power-ups. So there's so, your, there you go. There's your future. Scientific um, proof. And then I don't know if you guys, uh, the big deal that uh, Team Candale and uh, Joe Dombrowski was making. Joe Dombrowski finished in 69th place. Nice. Nice. Good. And uh, um, that's, yeah, that's something. Um, I mean, I don't, the Giro was once again great. I think that, uh, you know, what, any other big takeaways that you guys have? Uh? Tim, I, mean, I can't believe you didn't talk about, I'm pretty sure for a moment, 
today, Sven Tuft was leading the time trial. He finished 20th in the time trial, minute 18 back, but I'm pretty sure at one point he was on the leaderboard, and I can't believe you didn't pull that out. But I was... I, I was going to say I was impressed to the with third TV place. like you were today watching. Oh, okay, I I was impressed with uh, Quinzanato because he got third. Not yeah. usually a guy I think of being. I mean, he's a good time trialist, but I just think of him as like a classics worker. Thirty-seven years old. He's retiring at the end of the year. Yeah, he crushed it. Third place in the last time trial. I just didn't expect that, so I was kind of excited to see him a, f- a couple more times, killing it out there. Yeah. Well, let's get right into the uh, the Velo games. We get to give a shout out to Team Tears of the Drag Queen for slaying it in uh, first place. Uh, Friend of the podcast. Came out of nowhere. Representing Ireland did pretty well with uh, his his squad. And uh, Spencer, how did you? uh, How did the um, the slow ride uh, B team do? Oh, we did great. Actually, Um, we. I don't know. We're down in the bottom, like fifth or so of the of the listeners. So clearly, the listeners are gleaning a lot of great information from this show that they can uh, then use against us, um, which is unfortunate. But that's you know part of uh, part of the price you pay being a uh, a service provider uh, like we are. Um, but we defeated our competition, Capital City Meats, by oh, several God. points. Uh, so that was good. Uh, and Capital then, Mini City Meets did climb out of the basement. Um, yeah, which it's was true. Nice. I'm so, kind of impressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, How did I do? And, uh, little Guy's uh, Tack on Pretend Team actually came out on top among the three of us. Yes! But, uh, yeah, I you won did, again. You, know, you did Spencer, quite you well. only beat me by 27 points. I know. Uh, I'm... <laughs> so... How does this work now for our standard mm-hmm. competition? I won... Well, there's a few things going on here, and I need to address them all because, first of all, when we when we did the Velo Games competition a few weeks ago, when we started it, we actually did not lay out any stipulations as for what the what we were uh, 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 in competition for. Well, it's Um, implied at this point, isn't it? It should be implied that uh, that the losers. The winner gets to write a paragraph for each of the losers that they then have to read verbatim um, mm-hmm. without prior knowledge of on air. I've already got the emails you sent me last year in my inbox, so should I just pull one of those up again? Yeah. So, and But then the <laughs> other thing that I want to mention is Little Guy's team, although came out several thousand points in front of... Uh, wow. Really? <laughs> of, <laughs> of Tim and my team. That wasn't... It wasn't actually his team, and I, I do think he got DQ'd on day one when he did not submit uh, a team. I yeah, think I, so I think I think I think I won in spirit. You may have. <laughs> so, little guy, who was on this team of yours that you did not pick? I don't remember. I think Pizzotto was on there for Sorry, sure. Sorry, you though. failed the test. <laughs> uh, yeah, so probably, if you, you don't even remember that they had Posavio. They had the incredible. <laughs> VO2 max of Michael Woods powering okay. <laughs> that team. If you would have remembered that, I would have let you uh, win. Yeah. Case closed. Moving on. Pizzato. Yep. Um, so <laughs> so I, I, I definitely defeated Tim. And by default, by, by relegation, I've defeated Little Guy. <laughs> so I think, I think I come out on top here, you guys, by 27 points. Oh, that's how close it was between you guys? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was oh, that close. Man. So do you have those paragraphs, Spencer? You're gonna email over to us? 
I don't because yeah, I don't. I no, I wasn't sure what the uh, what the rule, what the standings was going to well, be. Well, if I get to say it, then no, you didn't win either. Because yeah, you didn't it wasn't win. I won. Technically, a contest because little guy. You know. Well, I don't think you get a say because your your points speak for themselves. <laughs> well, once again, the <laughs> so call it next contest. week. I so if fantastic. we're in agreement, next week I will have paragraphs for you both to read. Right, I. I, I mean, we know what little guys is going to be, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I got the email. It's copy and paste. Well, <laughs> guys, overall, let's put a cap on the Jiro. What was your biggest takeaway um, from it? Like the most satisfying moment or what, what you're going to remember with this Jiro? Little guy, go. That bunny hop, man. That shit was sweet. <laughs> Spencer. That's pretty good. I'm going to actually... Uh, uh, you're going to like this, Tim, and I, I feel... Like, I might be stealing your thunder here, but I am going to most remember Quintana from this from this Grand Tour. I didn't expect him to lose, and he did, and that's not why you're going to like it. But he finished on the podium, and his quotes after the race today were – they were the quotes of a true cycling champion. Like, they were yeah. – uh, I'm going to quote him. I have it pulled up here. So it says a podium finish is not something to be disappointed about. We're not machines. We can't do everything we want. Sometimes you don't get the prize you want. Even when you work hard to accomplish your goals, we're happy. We're satisfied with the result. The best thing in this Giro was the great teamwork. I have no words to describe how grateful I am for the whole team. And, uh, and then he goes on to compliment yeah. Dumoulin and say he has a great race and he deserved it. Um, and that he was climbing great. He did a great time trial, and, and he completely earned it. And that's great. Yeah, that's great to hear. You know, like Tom Dumoulin had a great race. He had a few fall downs. But when you get and a guy people, who yeah. is a clear favorite, like everybody expected to win and doesn't, and he's not a brat about it, that's huge. You know, yeah. I think that uh, that's a good point, Spencer. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, I'm not going to, you know, just uh, toot my own horn here the whole time, but they really want to make movie stars seem like the enemy number one out there for a variety of reasons, which we can kind of go into sure. at some point. But, you know, they really try to make Nairo be the enemy, but he's just kind of got this weird, like, aura around him, it seems. Like, he's just the next great thing. But he's a climber, and he's not the TT or that Dumoulin is um, in the mold of uh, Miguel and Durain. But anyways, that was a uh, a good one. I think what I'm just going to, my major takeaway from this Giro, five years from now, what I'm going to remember if someone asks about the 2017 Giro, mm-hmm. I'm just going to remember uh, a guy pulling over to the side of the road to take a giant dump. And then I was trying to call a little guy, little guy, are you watching this? And you're like, sorry, I'm on a run right now. And I'm like, you don't, and you're like, don't tell me. And I'm like, uh, but little guy, this is like really strange. I, I don't think I'm giving anything away here. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I see, I always fear those. <laughs> Those mid-morning during a Grand Tour phone calls from you where you're, like, all excited. And I'm like, don't tell me. I'm trying – because I have to to remind myself not to look at the internet, not to look at Twitter. Because I I don't want to get that glimpse that draws me in. And and then I don't have time and, and, you know, can't really actually sit down and watch. This is amazing. I remember trying to text Spencer, too. I'm like, you watching this? Like, he's taking a dump on the side of the road. Like, (laughs) like on the side of the mountain there (laughs) – that's an ultimate souvenir. It is. It is. Um, Do you I, think I gotta, somebody went give, over and scooped it up? Yeah. I got to give. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I hope that shit ends up. Literally, that shit ends up on eBay. <laughs> it probably will. 
Um, I'm going to give one last shout out here to, I got a text message from, uh, from a friend, a great friend of the podcast, a huge fan of ours, big fan of super rookies personally, uh, oh, yeah. former cyclocross, you know, superstar Johnny Sunt, uh, down in Texas sent us this text message that says, just needed to remind you that none of you on the podcast even mentioned Dumoulin as a contender in your pre-Giro episode. <laughs> really? Please apologize to Tom in the next episode. Tom, we're sorry. I thought we would have. Wow, we, we really messed sorry, that Tom. up. Uh, so that, yeah, we got to own that one up. We got we to... Gotta, uh, I mean, some in our defense, I'm, I'm sure, and I can't remember what happened, but I'm sure Tim talked about Quintana. Spencer probably talked about Christwick, who dropped out yeah. two days ago. And I'm sure I talked about Bozavio. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, you know... Whatever. So I won. Wait, no, Tim won. Yeah. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Well, the pre lap has come. We're out of the Giro. Microphones haven't failed. But we're here, and what are we racing for this week, Spencer? Uh, this week, as uh, always, we are brought to you by Health IQ, who is a great supporter of this show and the podcast network uh, in general. Uh, it's a life insurance company. You can check them out, healthiq.com slash slowride, uh, to learn a little bit more. Um, they've got a lot of great options for you you can take some quizzes on cycling and see if you can score elite uh and if you do you're going to save a lot of money that's right healthiq.com slash slow ride to save money by being a healthy individual yeah like you Um, ride your bikes already (laughs) so health iq is uh is you know they they support healthy living um by rewarding you with cheaper life insurance. So they know that uh, things like uh, BMI aren't a great way to measure the health of an individual. You know what I mean? Um, so that's that's a thing that they do that's different than other life insurance companies that really does work with um, in the benefit of cyclists and stuff like that. So... It's it's great. They they also do different testings as far as low carb diets, and they can take care of all these different things that other people aren't the nuance that other companies aren't looking for. Um, yeah, so check them out. Healthiq.com/slowride. Learn some things. Yeah, and you can also go to WideAnglePodium.com to become a member of our podcast network. Support the podcasts that you like and listen to. Um, sadly, it does cost money to host a network. Um, so if you like what you're listening to, we have listeners that have supported at all different levels, great individuals, um, go to the website, find out what the different categories are. And if you uh, think it's worth a couple bucks and you can't, you don't see me in person and you don't want to buy me a high life at the, at the bar, then maybe think about doing a one-time contribution to the network so we can keep it going. We do appreciate it. Or you can be a subscribing member, which come with all different types of, uh, rewards Mm. and prizes. I spent all yeah. Memorial Day weekend so far working on my new uh, bonus content that I'm going to release to to our bonus content page. 
I don't. I haven't even told you guys about this. I've hinted at it on Twitter, but it's happening. It's maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done, and it's going to be amazing. Involves creatures out in the world. Uh, nope. Virtual creatures on on a video game. Oh yeah, I've heard all about this. This is some good stuff. I'm currently working on a a live gameplay recording of a Pokemon game, and. All the Pokemon that I catch are going to be named after professional cyclists. And I'm sure that some of them are going to die throughout the playing of this game. And it's going to, it's going to be very emotional. And I'm not sure that I'm ready for it. I've Pokemon's just started. Dying? Can yeah, you tell yeah. me a little, like, what kind of names do these Like, are we go? Are you Pokemoning the names? Like, Dumoulin yeah. is Dumagachi or something? No, like, no. What are we... It would be Dumoulin. Okay. Um, so there's a, a, a kind of gameplay, like Pokemon's not that hard of a game, right? Like it's challenging, but it's not that hard. Um, but there's a set of rules you can play that are uh, called Nuzlocke. I, I, I explained it all in the video, but, uh, it makes the game super hard. All our masters listeners can watch it with their children and their children can explain everything that's happening. <laughs> all our junior yeah. racers are going to eat this up. Uh, it's going to be incredible. I've already got my first Pokemon. He is uh, he is named Peepo. Uh, so that one is already that's a giveaway. I'm gonna put out a couple a of uh, a couple of video episodes, um, you know, to get you hooked. And then the the rest of the series is gonna be behind a firewall, behind the paywall. Um, but it's gonna yeah. be incredible. I've, I'm a little bit into it already, and <laughs> I'm gonna be real sad when some of these guys die. Is there going to be a Vodders one? Or is that like know. what your character is when you catch them? Oh, like man. the guy don't catching him... him is Vodders. <laughs> don't let him get... Oh, the guy catching him has got a great name already. Like, it is worth watching. I can't wait for you guys to see the first episode. It's going to be... Okay. It's going to be fucking incredible. And then so... You got the first episode and you want to watch more. If you become a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network and get in the yeah. bonus content with some of the other great... Uh, features such as uh, the Klein Corner, which we continue to get great Kleins sent to us it's true um cool. by individuals so good stuff and uh with that let's uh let's head back to the show oh hey there all you hosers this is manitoba mike vandenham from canada and uh you're listening to the slow ride podcast eh? was it last week you guys that we were talking about bianchi pistas we um was we were like talking about Bianchi ago. pieces last how couple ugly weeks. the how ugly the forks were. Yeah, yeah they were they were ugly. Yeah. We can all agree. But I think at the same time we must agree that we all we either knew someone who had one or wanted one just because it was the only accessible track bike in the world. Well, I owned Pista Concepts because that yeah, was my race I, bike. Because I know you're like a better you're like Yeah. Well, anyway. This was interesting to me. Is cycling <laughs> tips currently on cycling tips? There's an interview with a woman who uh, designed the Bianchi piece. Yes, Sky yeah. Yeager. Did you guys yep. see this? Sky, yeah, okay. yeah. Read it. So you guys saw this article. I was like, I saw this and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. It was a cool article, and I was like, oh, we were just talking about this. But she, she, she designed, also designed, she designed all the single like speed mountain bikes, all which yeah, I, yeah. Mountain bikes. I've been That's freaking out love. about for weeks on this show and for years in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So she's your cycling hero. Yes, hundred percent. And now, Spencer, yeah, if you ever want to see, Shinola. if you ever want to see a bunch of those uh, Bianchi single speeds, just head down to One on One Bicycle Studio in downtown Minneapolis. They're not up like anymore. Of, he they're had like eight of anymore. them up there. Yeah, they're, they're not on they're the not wall up. anymore. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. A, two things. A, they're not up anymore, and B, they didn't pay us anything for that ad, so, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to go yeah, beep. Just beep that out. Yeah. Beep it out. Well, anyway, I didn't know if you guys had seen that. Obviously, you both had seen it. I told you not to look at Cycling Tips, but you did I, I saw it earlier today. I tweeted All about right. it, little guy. If you were on Twitter, you'd know these things. Uh, I don't have time for Twitter. Speaking I got a kid. Speaking of Twitter, little guy, a couple uh-huh. of things happened this week. Uh, one, you tweeted a hashtag. Yeah, because one of our one of question. our one of our listeners Bef- told me I should create it, it, so I did it. Okay. Well, you answered the question. Before you, you go any further, <laughs> I have a question. You're super confused about it. Okay, go keep going. Who told you about hashtags? I know Did they I... exist. Mm, I don't <laughs> believe your story. No, I see them all the time when I Did... see things. Did Tom Boone and Tom Boone tell you about hashtags? Yeah. <laughs> he's only four months old, but he's... He's, he's a millennial. Really... He's Isn't super he? good with the cyber. So, um, I saw this hashtag... Um, Hashtag Greenway Sightings. And told me I guess to do it. My, my disappointment with hashtag Greenway Sightings is that there's no one else that's used it. Like, it's just, it's only been well, used once. Well, we can blow it up. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get on it, man. Well, I don't know Greenway, but I'll, I'll try. I'll try and remember some classic Greenway Sightings. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's obviously about the Greenway, but we all have a Greenway in our hearts. Or just <laughs> yeah. wherever we ride. All right. Um, I'll, I'll tell you something. I was out gravel grinding today around Lake Apopka while I was out on the loop. There was an older gentleman, camelback, full high-vis shorts, jersey, um, and a, a Giro air attack, full high-vis, mm-hmm. like green, with the visor down. Sounds Get a little bit closer. He's like, hey, can you direct me to the, you know, some other guys I was riding with, directed them, you know, get them back on the trail. He also had one of those third eye helmet mirrors. Yeah. On the arrow helmet with the visor down. It was pretty impressive. So I had never <laughs> seen that before. That was quite the combo. That's a power move. I think he was testing you. I think he was trying to see if you'd say anything. I did not say anything. I was gonna take a picture, but then I was like, uh, I'm not gonna do that. This dude just he's a nice guy, just out for a ride. And someone talked him into an air helmet, air attack helmet. Yeah, when he went in, when he walked in to buy the eyeglass mirror, like you know, that's how that transaction went down. Like he walked in, and he was like, Probably. "Hey, do you have one of those uh, mirrors that I can attach to my uh, eye, uh, my sunglasses?" No, but I got something better. I've got a helmet that's got sunglasses integrated with it, and then you can take this, and then you can also, <laughs> it's got a flat surface for your third eye adhesive mirror. Yeah. Well, why don't I just buy the adhesive mirror for my existing helmet? Can't. Well, does that existing <laughs> helmet have sunglasses built into it? Well, no. Does it have a flat surface for that adhesive? No. Well, I think we found your answer then. Mm. Oh, well, it sounds great. Here's $250. Uh, if oh. I was a bike shop, I would just stock one helmet. It would just be an arrow helmet. Or, hey, I'll tell you what. Buy this helmet. I'll throw in the eye, the sunglasses and the eyewear mirror for free. <laughs> <laughs> You fool! Uh, the sunglasses were included all along. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, that's pretty good. That's, I, a, that's I a hashtag Greenway sightings right there. Yeah, I got to give credit. I looked it up. Is Greg at G eight K cab? Oh yeah. Who who, uh, who had an A one A sightings yeah. hashtag? And he's the one who said I should do a Greenway one. And I 
I said, I thought that was a good idea, so I took him up on it. That's great. But come on, Crazy. get with it, people. I can't do this all by myself because I can't look at Twitter every day. Greg's, that little guy uh, with, Greg's, um... Greg's one of those masters that uh, that whose whose kids should uh, listen to the podcast with him. There are junior cyclists up here, and uh, they can explain to him what the Pokemon are doing. So it'll be great. So I went to um, I did gravel ride today, and little guy with Memorial Day um, around the corner tomorrow. Are you on your way down to the Quad Cities to go race Snake Alley? <laughs> yeah right totally mm-hmm. sounds good yep. awesome i'm gonna nice. be snaking up that alley no i've never even been in the quad cities been in the but, airport though beautiful airport yeah great um well i i've got three days in a row of riding it's um hashtag the year of tim started um <laughs> oh it's a training on, camp on wow Friday, yeah. three days in a row holy cow and, uh, <laughs> Started in May. I was getting tired of. of, uh, (laughs) I was getting tired of getting dropped on rides, so I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that like just by riding my bike a little bit more, I won't get dropped anymore. That's a good. Just like a train low, live high. Like you're sleeping on the roof for the three days, and then you're like going back down to to Florida altitude to train, and then back on the roof for (laughs) sleep. I'm I'm living in my altitude tent. Oh, you got an altitude tent with the house. That's cool. Hey, as you guys know, we we talked about this. I've got a uh, baby coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. My my lovely, much better half wife Sarah is uh, pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys have any naming tips, that would be oh. fantastic. Oh, oh, I got the perfect um, one. I got a name. Caitlin came up with a good name earlier. Spencer, you can go first. If you oh, want. mine mine's gonna blow yours out of the water. Okay, probably will. Uh, okay, so here I go. Tim, you oh you, you guys go first at the same time. Tim, it's easy. No, no. <laughs> okay. It's it's Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin 2. <laughs> Return of the Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin. That's pretty good. I, TB2. I, I think Kalen had a good one in that. TB2. Um, it's just, it's Rookie. It's like your name, but said differently and spelled differently, like with a U in there. Like rookie. Is there an umlaut? Like, is it a like a Finnish kind of like Rookie? I don't know. Let me check. So, Kalen, is there an umlaut? She says no. Uh. No. So does he have to have twins then, and one's super and one's rookie? There's some sort of line over it, she says. I don't know. Maybe there's like a red a red mark because it's spelled wrong. <laughs> it's got the squiggly underline, like a word document. Rookie. Yeah. Isn't that like what, you, what people use in their, uh, to vacuum their uh, floors when it's like a robot? Oh, Tim, I've got, yeah. got a great suggestion. Whatever yeah. the name is, I, I, it doesn't matter. But the middle name, Rusk. Ah, oh, dude, Dan Dan Craven would be stoked by yeah. that. Um, Tim, have you been seriously doing what I did, which is kind of just stalking around pro cycling stats, looking at the top ten of of races that you like, and so, looking for those obscure, <laughs> interesting uh, Euro cyclist names, uh, both men and women. No, I, I do every now and then, I, but then I, I, I end up. Concentrating on like the da- the Danish or the the Swiss. Yeah, well, there's know. nothing wrong with that. It's gonna be a problem, Tim. Uh, <coughs> little guy, you remember Sarah has let Tim name something cycling related in their past, and oh, I you don't think that's know. It? <laughs> I he don't know that if so bad. <laughs> after he blew it with naming the cat Deluca. Yeah. That, um, that she's gonna allow that sort of thing again. So she's... I think his dreams of of mm-hmm. Tees and and Tees. <sighs> I was are, like, are he's going to go work. with Tease. You know, Tim, do you have a thing for T names? Obviously, you're a Tim. You like Tease. Tyler. Yeah. Dylan Tunes. 
Yeah, were you okay? We didn't even talk about this. Were you losing your mind yesterday when Dylan <laughs> Tunes was up the road? Because yes, I, I was losing my mind. I flipped on, I flipped on the race. I was making breakfast and I saw Dylan Tunes and all instantly I was like, Tim's losing his shit right now. Yeah. Guys, I told you Dylan Tunes was the guy to watch. I told you he was the future of cycling. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> okay, guys, Crushed I don't know one. what to. The Giro's over. There's nothing left to watch in cycling until no. the tour in July. Like, it is – the month mm. of June is just a waste because I'm not going to watch the Daphne. What What if TJ goes? Happens. He's a one-week specialist. Uh, th- there's no bike racing that's going to bring any interest mm. to my mind until the tour. So the only thing I care about None? right now is Nairo – Getting his recovery on. Chris Froome creating some kind of drama with like his girlfriend, yeah. wife, with Mark Cavendish's wife. Or There's got to be some kind of British what? tabloid Wait. drama. There's got to be some British thing? tabloid drama coming. Yeah. That, that will keep sure. me interested. Do you guys, is there anything that I should care about at all in cycling so, right now? Luckily for you, the, now you're 100% right. Normally June is, is a dead month for cycling. All the superstars are in their secret black training ops camps, uh, you know, doing whatever in the high mountains and all the schlubs are doing the Dauphiné (laughs) or whatever, and nobody cares what happens. But this year is different. We've got a new event on the horizon that is making its world tour, I guess, debut this coming weekend. And I, for one, am kind of pumped about it. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about the very well-known and well-publicized Hammer Series (laughs) Wait, what? Uh, yeah, the Hammer Series. It's coming. It's a three-day mini stage race uh, where the teams are all weird and the scoring's all weird, kind of like track racing. It's going to be new. It's going to be weird. It's going to be awesome. And the biggest news to come out, it's going to be live-streamed on Facebook Live and on YouTube, free of charge. Um, that's cool. When does this happen, actually? This June second, June third, and fourth. Okay. All right. It's it's no dark webs, no searching, no downloading viruses. That's not solid cool. quality feeds on YouTube or Facebook. This this race gets it. I yeah. was talking about this race when they first announced it, and I kind of thought, well, you know, there's a good chance it never actually materializes, but <laughs> it's a good idea, right? Like, the racing is made for TV. It's made to be simple to understand. The points are tallied up. It's like an omnium, basically, uh, over the over the days, the three days of the race. And it, it, it's maybe a little dumbed down from the the Grand Tour type of things we're used to, but... I'm curious to see what it looks like. I'm curious to see what the response is. And I'm super excited that they're doing stuff like Facebook Live and things to engage the next generation or a new generation of cycling well, fans. First right. off, if... I'm pulling up the start list because I, I want to get excited. I want to know who's in okay. this. Okay. That's, that's you do that. I'm looking. I'm looking. Dumoulin let me give there. Let me give a little uh, two, two things of really? advice to Velon. First off, Facebook Live. If you need an experienced commentator on Facebook Live, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. second second bit of advice: Can we change the name from the Hammer Series for the love of God? Yeah, I don't know. I do hope we do that. 
I don't like that. It makes me. It makes me think it's it's like a, a school bus racing down school? at the track up by by Almanza. Oh, you think it's like or like the Elko Speedway out by Valley Fair? See, I would think not, when not I even Elko Quality. It's short track. It's dirt short when, track. No, when I hear Hammer Series, I'm thinking that it's like the weeknight triathlon series. I'm like, you know, like, hey, we're going to go hammer it up. And then it's spelled H-M-M apostrophe R. Okay, Spencer, I pulled it up. I'm getting excited because Heinrich House Mm -hmm. was riding, and we haven't seen really much Mm -hmm. of him this year. He's been hurt. I'm excited. Barbie's back. Yeah, it's I I think it's going to be exciting. Like there's, there's going to be Australians, right? <laughs> well, yeah, cuz they're going to crush it. Like they yeah, got Mitch the Docker experience like uh, Where are the teams in Velon? Like what are the teams that are going to be there? Mitch is so, not there. Yeah, so you just touched on something Tim. The other thing about this is that it's it's one of the presenting uh sponsors or whatever backers of it is Velon and okay. I am sure all of you saw that Velon data that was all over the Giro giving everybody's power and and stats and all that stuff like that was a precursor to what they're going to be doing mm-hmm. at this event which I think is going to be really cool it's going to be like this is going to be like watching Formula 1 or whatever NASCAR yeah. whichever pick your poison uh but on bikes, like you're going to have this real time data. You're going to have this made for TV format. You're going to have this multiple lap kind of thing where you, you know what to expect. You know where moves can go. You're going to try and see what happens. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. Do you, so I could run down the teams for you, Timmy. We got Sunweb. We got the Bahrain team, BMC, Cannondale, Yellow Lotto, Red Lotto, Movistar, Nepo. Vini Fantini, so the Piccolo Prince will be there. Mm-hmm. Orca Scott, Quick Step, Team Sky, Boo, Sports Vlanderin, Yay, Trek, uh, UA Team Emirates, uh, Room Pot, which is always good for some attacking, uh, Kaja Rural, who knew that they existed outside of the Volta, and mm-hmm. Israeli Cycling <laughs> Academy. Woo! So, two things. Uh, Kaja Rural. So, you said who knew they existed outside the Volta, and I was like, who knew they existed outside of Philly Pro Week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, but you know, if you're gonna exist those two times, I mean, they won Philly Pro Week last week, last year, right? So that's pretty good. But I well, and exist. then Israeli Cycling Academy, very excited to see them. Uh, friend of the podcast yep. and guest of the podcast, Dan Craven, maybe on the start list, maybe not. Nope. But we'll uh, he's not. List. All right. Um, but American I, is. I guess Tyler I'm kind Williams. of excited about this. Uh, Room Pot always uh, brings the feels. So. Who are the uh, the teams not in Velon? Is it basically every French team? Are they the ones that just don't <laughs> want to be in Velon because they know that their spots yeah. at the Tour de France are That's, what's it, like really it, at risk here? It's because yeah. most of the French teams are still using dial-up internet on their uh, on their connections, so they can't. You know, the data just isn't fast enough. Oh, you think they've been trying to send an email to Velon that they want to be part of it, but it just hasn't gotten there <laughs> is yet. It, uh, yeah. Is it also all of the is it all of the teams that aren't backed by like a mega zillionaire ogly arc like no bmc in there katusha in there uh no <laughs> please no <laughs> gazprom <laughs> gazprom is not either but bmc's in there that's not an oligarch but a billionaire so or millionaire at least but so we talked about this before and people can go look it up like uh hammerseries.com or whatever but so each each of these teams are talking about they they pick seven people to go but only five of them get to race each day yeah. So like the teams can switch around like different formats. It's gonna be weird. 
I don't so who, know if it's going to be amazing or di- or terrible, but I'm really, really excited to watch this and f- and find out. So who do you have your money on, Spencer? I've I think well, Quick Step's got it by looking at this star list. I think it's either Quick Step or uh, Yellow Lotto. That's those are my picks. One of those two. When did when does out. it start? Second on the second. second? June so 2nd. next, so a week from now. Basically. Yeah. Oh, nice. I guess that I have something to watch for the month of June. Exactly. I think I think little guy's onto something. Uh, I don't know. I don't care what the format of the race is. If it's like one of those three or four day stage races, Quick Step and Lotto are probably the the leaders of the pack. Yeah. But like you said, a lot of Australians in this might want to look at Erika. Orica, uh, Orica does bring a uh, star. Oh no, Mitch Docker, Mitch Docker's on the start list. Nice. We should, uh, you know, here. Well, you let's go. get our They're Mitch Docker. Win. Let's do our Mitch Docker interview after the Hammer series. We can ask let's, him. What you know, he let's do it during the Hammer series. Come on, Mitch. <laughs> like, no, we'll talk to Mitch. We'll be like uh, Ruby Rubé. We'll call him up and be like, Hey, Mitch, they want to talk to you after. Because what I want to know is like, is Mitch nervous when the coach comes out and says like, who's getting scratched for that day's stage? Like, yeah. So oh, yeah, do yeah. you know like if only five of the seven get to race? Are they all kitted up? And then the coach looks up and down the bench <laughs> and figures out like who's getting the call. Like yeah. you, you're in. Mm. You do, guys, do you think you just got to give like, me 110% of the time? Do you think it's like the NBA that then Mitch has to go to the race and he has to wear a suit? <laughs> you know, like you yes. have to, you have to show up and sit on the bench, but he has to look business, at least like business professional. He can't just yes. show up in sweats. I sure yeah. hope so, but I'm sure he'd wear joggers. So they're an Australian team, so I'm sure business professional is slightly more casual than we're used to. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I'm pretty excited for that. And then the other news, um, this is kind of a little bit of a swerve, guys. So I need you to, um, I need you. That's to, weird. I need you to uh, slip on your baggies, get that camel back on. Okay, doing it. Oh, my zipper. Matthew broke. Vanderpool, second place UCI Mountain Bike World Cup. It took me a while to find these results because it's really, really hard for some reason to find UCI Mountain Bike World Cup results. Yeah, it's so hard. And I didn't even if it know wasn't for Bill over at Crosshairs Radio, I would know a little bit more about mountain biking. But Matthew Vanderpool lost today to Nino Schurter. But holy crap, he didn't lose by much. He only lost by like 28 seconds in uh, Germany. How awesome is that? That's really awesome. Great. I yeah. didn't know that happened because, like you said, nobody knows mountain biking happens, unfortunately. And then Bill was in Germany. He's been like uh, working uh, over there, and he's been putting up on his YouTube channel. Go to YouTube channel uh, Crosshairs, CX Hairs. He's got some video diaries that are going on. And last week he was at the World Cup in uh, Czech Republic, and he was like walking through the pit area, and Vanderpool was just sitting by himself with no media around him, and and uh, Bill's like. Never before have I been to a race where Vanderpool has had no one around him because people still didn't know who he was. And he was like icing down his elbow from a crash. He didn't know if he was going to go to this race. And then uh, Vanderpool gets a a second place. That's a top result in the World Cup to Scherter. I mean, he beat Julian Absalon, who got seventh. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I think with that result, we can all just assume that we're never going to see Matthew Vanderpool race cyclocross ever again. No way. He's still going to race cyclocross. Come you know, come back in a few years. No, don't break my heart. Come on, I love Vanderpool. Yeah, no. I don't know. Anyway, okay. pretty Who pretty am I cool result for if Vanderpool's gone and Wout's gone. Mm. Me, but 
Soon I'm going to be the best cyclocross. I'm going to go on Red Bull TV and watch this. I'm going to watch this race because I want to know if uh, Vanderpool, when he like, if he has to run around trees with his mountain bike, if he just throws <laughs> it around the the tree and just yeah. you know, just like get out of my way, just hit spectators <sighs> on the other side of the snow fence. It'd be God, great. You know how exciting excited i would be if if all these other dudes are riding these like crazy rock descents and vanderpool just throws the bike on the shoulder and runs around them (laughs) (laughs) he's on 26 inch rigid right yeah (laughs) nice yeah internal cabling it's great hey that's the the future uh i got one thing to say about mountain bikes we're talking about mountain bikes for one second which is i don't know if i told you guys but the that loop on brownie like of the whole worth loop of 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 stuff the like brownie loop opened officially now it's real it's not just like the the like total hobo trails anymore it's real and it's really hard because it's super tight and there's some little drops and it scares me on my 26 inch mountain bike with no suspension now little guy you're talking about a loop of mountain bike trails in downtown minneapolis that were forever renegade trails because of the enemy of cyclists of gravel cyclists and mountain bikers worldwide of course i'm talking about the birders because the birders were out in full force today on my ride, and we were riding gravel. And I know they want to see whatever the three the three belly gobbler or whatever the heck yeah, these uh, uh, birds are. Gobbler. But man, birders are the worst. Well, they need you to be quiet, dude. Shh. Yeah. Well, no. and with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, 156 episodes strong. For the three of you that have listened to every one of those episodes, we thank you. And we don't know why you did that. We'd also like to remind you to wave at all of the fellow cyclists that you see out there on the road. Within reason. After being in New York City, I kind of understand where Derek Lewis is coming from now. You don't need to wave at every single cyclist. It's okay to do a little bit of profiling. Uh, you need you... to you need to wave at every single cyclist. But you can cover multiple cyclists with one wave. <sighs> but if you see a cyclist... Riding down the street with a 12-pack of Coors Light, and you try waving at him, and he says, don't wave at me. Don't say that we didn't tell you that it's okay to, like, sometimes not wave at everybody. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that falls within the rules. We'd also like to thank healthiq.com slash slowride for sponsoring the show once again, and all of our subscribers on the Wide Angle Podium Network, uh, wideanglepodium.com network. And um, with that... Uh, oh, BK1, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, for the yeah. intro and outro music. Fantastic. Good job. And uh, with that, we'd like to bid you adieu. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.